Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino and... Oh, shit. Oh, dear. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's time to continue the My Ultimate series, and we're looking at the NFC South today. And this is going to be a fun one because I think for the first time, the quarterback position is really up for debate. So I'm anxious to get into this. We've got a special guest, but before we get into that, Kyle, welcome to the show. How are you, How are you my man? Thank you, man. Uh, this week's been hard for me. It's uh, I'm on vacation, right? Like I went down to Florida. I'm outside of St. Pete, and I had a realization and I'm 29 years old, right? And I went out on the beach today. I'm recording this from my cell phone. And I, throughout the course of the day at the beach, proceeded to sit, like, in thigh-deep water and just kind of float around the entire time. And I realized, like, holy cow, like, I have become my father at a whole new level where – when I used to go to the beach as a kid, like I was throwing the football around, I was running around. Now, like I've become that old guy that just sits on his ass on the sand and just kind of bobs around in the water. <laughs> That's That was me. And I had that realization today. And that was a hard, hard pill to swallow to realize, like, dude, you have become that old guy in the sand that's just kind of floating around, not a care in the world. That it, was me today on my vacation. Is this my fault, Kyle? Because I had the invitation to join you on this trip to Florida. I wasn't able to, to come. But I think we probably would have been throwing around the football, playing bocce ball, and probably not floating around. Uh, 
Probably. I will say this, though. I've seen your hands in action oh, catching a football. I, they're not bad, Kyle. I don't have bad <laughs> hands. I well, just I'm have... da- I am down one pigskin yeah. on account of you attempting to catch a ball in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. That ball went straight through both hands and proceeded to go down into a storm gutter. <laughs> so uh, I will give you some blame here because you're not here. But I respect the fact that you're not here because you are prepping yourself for one of the biggest days in your life. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I can't hate. Can't I can't hate, hate on it. Can't hate it. But, uh, Joe, I think the more important thing besides the fact that I've realized I am a year away from 30 and becoming an old man is the fact that we have a, a guest on today's show. We have the boss man on today's episode of The Draft Dudes. J.C. Cornell is on the show. J.C., I was just at your house the other night, last night, for a wonderful, wonderful dinner. Thank you for your hospitality, and we would like to formally welcome you onto your first episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. How you doing, man? <clears throat> Good, man. Not only the first episode of the Draft Dudes, but my first podcast of all time. So that's kind of a big thing for me. So I'm actually going to open up a bottle of champagne here really quick. Oh, please do. If, if you don't mind. We, we love alcohol in this show. This is, this is terrific. Oh. Okay, that was, a, that was a good one. <laughs> ah, you nailed it. You nailed it, boss. All right, little, little spillage. It's all right. Sunday scaries. Okay. But, yeah, man, so glad to be on the show. Um, really looking forward to the opportunity to – Work with both of you guys and Trevor and John, obviously. It's an all-star team. It's really a dream come true. I've been a draft fan for, you know, basically my whole life. I'm a Bucks fan. So, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of my time scouting for the Bucks, who I want for the Bucks. But it's a, truly an honor to be on the podcast with you guys and uh, can't wait to talk some NFC South. That seems to be a theme, doesn't it? Joe and JC, like, guys that have become draft heads, like, real hardcore draft guys, like, traditionally our NFL teams just suck. Like, that, this is, like, the, the common denominator for all of our guys, with the exception of John as a Steelers fan. Like, everybody that's associated with the draft network, their team has just been terrible for the course of the last 10 to 15 years. And then you got Joe with Josh Allen for the next, you know, 10 years. Yikes. So. Yikes. Yes, uh, yes, I do. But, um, yeah, you've got that whole Jameis Winston situation. I don't even want to address that. I'll leave that to Trevor and Pewter Report. Yes, um, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not even going to go there right now. Uh, I just, I'm going to let that play out for a bit. But if uh, I'm going to enter myself a little bit on how I got here. Um, you know, I've – Moved around my entire life, if you're trying to kind of get to know who I am. I was born in Los Angeles. I'm a huge UCLA diehard fan. My dad went there. I went to a small school in Rhode Island, but I moved my whole life. I've lived in California, Florida, Belgium, Singapore, Connecticut, Northern California for high school, Rhode Island for college. So I've been all over the place. Arkansas, um, it's really been a, a long road to get here. Uh, 
but I'm just excited, man, and I'm excited for this new venture, um, and just excited to work with you guys. Last time was a hell of a time with Kyle coming over, met his fiance. Joe, can't wait to meet your fiance soon in the future. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to make that introduction, and and I I know people are curious about you, JC. I mean, all of a sudden we're we're launching this extremely robust NFL draft website that is going to be is all encompassing of a resources you can find for the NFL draft with a with a very uh, ambitious goal in terms of content production and what we want to do. And all right, well we've got CEO JC Cornell, and so. Uh, I'm sure you've appeased some of the curiosity out there and, and certainly a personality that the NFL draft community is going to get very familiar with in terms of you. So uh, very excited to have you on today to get those first takes out there in the audio waves for the people talking NFC South and uh, who our optimum starting lineup will be if we were going to build a team using only players from the NFC South for 2018. Are we ready to do this, fellas? I am certainly I'm, ready. I'm ready as, to go. As long as the boss man is ready, then let's go ahead, I'm, Joe. I'm ready, I'm ready man. Uh, Joe, why don't you kind of take lead on offense, I'll take lead on defense, and we'll uh, we'll let the big guy kind of kick back and just fire off some takes. All right, let's, let's do it. Okay, so we'll start with quarterback. I think this is the first time that there's really uh, several options in play. We've got Drew Brees. We've got, uh, we've got Cam Newton. We've got Matt Ryan. And we got that dude for the Bucks. So uh, Kyle, so think, Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Ryan, oh yeah, Ryan Fitz Fitz Magic is is in the conversation. Can't can't forget about him. Cannot forget. Okay, I'm going to give this to Kyle, and then we'll go to JC, and then myself. What do you got, Kyle? Listen, like I, you could make a justification for several dudes here, but it has to be Drew Brees. Drew Brees historically has been one of the most impressive quarterbacks in NFL history as far as production. And um, I don't I don't care that he's 6'1". I don't care that uh, the guy's only won one Super Bowl. He's done it all. And from a statistical standpoint, from a consistency standpoint, he checks the boxes that I need to say. It doesn't matter that he's he's in the twilight of his career. He's shown no signs of sliding back. I'm taking Drew Brees here. JC. So, listen, all right, as bad as I wanted to take Cam Newton and run maybe a little RPO with some, some talent around him because I really feel like in the past, you know, Cam hasn't had a good line. Cam hasn't had good wide receivers. You know, it's, it's always been something with him. As bad as I want to go with Cam, I have to go with Drew also. Drew Brees is my man. I mean, if you want to lead a team down the field, Drew's your guy. And if you want to pair him with some studs that the NFC South has, I mean, you can't go wrong with Drew Brees. I, I don't think that I, – I, it has to be Drew. All right, so I'm going Drew Brees as well. And, I, Kyle, you did a nice job of, of explaining why he's the choice. But, man, I really thought about Cam. And you think about Cam, and, and the last time he was healthy – he was the quarterback of that, uh, that offense that was the number one scoring offense in the NFL. He was the NFL MVP. And for the last two seasons, he's battled injuries. He hasn't practiced in the offseason. And finally this year, we're going to get to see Cam again uh, at full strength with, 
what I think is probably his best supporting cast in years in terms of his weapons, and I'm very anxious to see him. But, yes, for 2018, one year, give me Drew Brees all day long. All right, let's move on here to the running back position. And, JC, I am going to give you honors on this. I'll go second and Kyle third. This, to me, um, was pretty easy. Um, Alvin Kamara, I mean, rookie year, he, he was actually one of my favorite prospects in that draft. Uh, coming out last year, um, I I did draft him in both my fantasy leagues, so I, props to me right there. But um, I just think he's dynamic. He's great, great catching the ball. He's 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 just everything you want in a running back. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Alvin Kamara's my guy. Yeah, uh, I'm going Alvin Kamara as well here. Former, uh, he's draft dudes alumni. We've had him on the podcast, so. Uh, wow, I did not know yes, that. Yes, yes, he was a he was a treat. Uh, you got to go back to like episode I don't know one twenty or something. We're over two hundred now, but uh, that was a good one back in the archives. Yeah, I love Kamara, man. Uh, he's got this blend of balance, elusive traits. He's powerful. He sustains run. He sees the field clean. He can run inside, outside, catch football, do everything. And uh, he's young and exciting, and and he's he's my guy. I love Devonta Freeman with the Falcons. He deserves some consideration, but man, I I couldn't overlook Kamara for this. Yeah, there's some young talent in this division in general. You think about Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Christian McCaffrey, and then Ronald Jones, who was yeah. just taken in the oh, second yeah. round. Like, you you go across the board, there's talented guys across. But if you're looking at who's the guy that has proven it at the NFL level and has that dual threat ability – it is Alvin Kamara. So I'm not going to disagree with both of you guys where Alvin Kamara and that versatility that he brings. And uh, I think about him and his draft assessment. And the one thing that stands out to me is we need to tip the hat to Mike Mayock from NFL Network because I remember sometime around the NFL Combine on last year's NFL Combine, Mayock came out and said he had a first-round grade on Alvin. And uh, it was considered a hot take at the time. And, you know, nobody's going to bat a 1,000. But when you tab a player like that, like, all I can do is just kind of step my step back and kind of bow and say, you know, kudos to you. And he had Alvin tabbed from the very beginning. And he was as advertised from what Mike Mayock said he would be, um, which is just a, a superbly athletic dual threat player. And um, I think it's it's a really exciting time for all of these teams when you look at their ground games. But Alvin's the best of the bunch, Joe. All right, so we are unanimous uh, so far. Moving on to the wide receiver position. I'm going to take lead here. I'll kick it to Kyle, then we'll uh, close with JC. But uh, I think that there's only one acceptable answer. and We've had some good debates here. Uh, on these wide receiver trios so far through the other divisions. But if you guys tell me anything other than Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Michael Thomas, you're wrong. Kyle, what do you got? I think those are the three best receivers in the division. But, Joe, who – no, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this because I know this is a question that's going to come up here in just a second. Who's playing slot out of that group? Hey, don't do this, Kyle. We talked about this last night. (laughs) I don't care. I guess Michael Thomas. 
But I'm not going to get hung up on that, man. Those three dudes are too good. We'll we'll just get them in the offense and we'll figure it out, man. Okay, and and I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm going to let JC be that guy because from a logistics standpoint, they are the three best receivers, and you want to take the best players. So I'm going to take the three best players along with Joe. But I have a feeling, based on some of the conversations I had last night with JC at his place that J.C. is going to have something to say about oh this. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I'm going, I'm going Julio, and I'm going Mike Evans, but in the slot, I'm, I'm taking Deshaun Jackson. Um, I think pairing Deshaun Jackson with Drew Brees, you got that vertical threat. Not that Julio isn't. Julio is the vertical threat, and so is Mike, but Deshaun Jackson can fly. I don't care how old he is. That guy is still one of the fastest guys in this league, and Drew Brees can capitalize on that all day long automatic that's that's a that's a slot receiver for me so you're you're favoring uh deshaun jackson over michael thomas is that what i'm hearing that's that's correct in the slot i'm taking deshaun jackson speed and space baby okay um jc i think that's a bad take but but uh you do you on that one okay let's move on to the offensive tackle position kyle i'm going to give you the lead here on this spot as we well, we're skipping tight end oh no no i'm sorry we're tight sp- end Let's go back to tight end. Kyle, take the lead on tight end. I'm sorry. So I had a hard time here uh, because you have some proven talent in Greg Olson, but you have some young talent in O.J. Howard. And ultimately, I'm going to favor the youth of O.J. Howard. I look back at uh, the Senior Bowl last year, and I have a great appreciation for the size and athleticism that O.J brings to the table because I have never felt like a smaller human being in my entire life than standing next to O.J. Howard. And uh, he very quietly had a very, very strong rookie season last year. So I look at that upside that he brings. I think about a potential role for him and the mismatch that he will bring to safeties and linebackers at the NFL level, which he started to show as a rookie in 2017. And I'm going to take him over an established veteran like Greg Olson, but this was one of the harder decisions that I had on offense. Uh, I'll take it from here. I agree 100% with Kyle. I, I was going back and forth. I wanted to go Greg Olson, but I'm going with OJ. Um, OJ, you know, he, he didn't have as much production as he want last year with the Bucks, but when you look at it, they kind of played him similar to how he played at Bama. He was blocking a lot, but then he leaked out, and he he had some huge splash plays. Um, I think if you pair him with a guy like Drew Brees, again, Brees has always used the tight end so well. OJ's so athletic, so big, so strong. Uh, OJ Howard's my pick. I I love OJ Howard, and uh, he's he was a top five grade for me last year in, in last year's class. So I I love him a ton. But I am going to be the guy that sticks with Greg Olson here as my pick for tight end. And, and uh, if this was a a dynasty type thing or we're, we're drafting for the long haul, yeah, I'm going to pick OJ. But for next year, I'll take whatever Greg Olson has left in the tank. He's been a historically great receiving tight end, had three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons before he went down with injuries last year. And uh, he's just one of my favorite players in the game. And, and I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to stick with him for this one-year model. All right, it's time to flip the switch here to the offensive line, the big uglies up front, and we're going to go with offensive tackles. And, Kyle, I gave you honors on tight end. 
Uh, I took honors and receivers. So, JC, give us those top two offensive tackles for you in the NFC South for 2018. I'm going to go with Jake Matthews on the Falcons, and I'll go with Daryl Williams. And uh, those are my guys. Daryl Williams, huh, Kyle? You doing it too? That's a great pick, and I'm right there with him. Daryl coming out of Oklahoma was a guy that I really, really liked. And he has steadily progressed as a player. And for right tackle, if you're picking specifically for right tackle, you can give me Daryl Williams over any other option. And I agree with JC that Jake Matthews is the choice on the blind side. Wow. Um, so, uh, full disclosure here, I was discussing this podcast. We're recording this on a, on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, before the, the recording, I was with my brother talking about, you know, the guys we would pick. And he says, you know Kyle's going to pick Daryl Williams, right? And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do that. And he's like, yeah, he picked Eddie Jackson and uh, some other guys that he was high on in the draft process. And he's going to do it with Daryl Williams. I was like, I'm going to bet no. And so thank you, Kyle. I lost that bet. But I, JC went with it, too. That's two Daryl Williams. And so now I'm going to be like the guy that didn't pick Daryl Williams. So for me, give me Jake Matthews on the left side. I thought about Teron Armstead. But that dude's just always hurt, right? He started like 10, 13, 6, 4, and 2 games over the last five years. So just, he just doesn't stay on the field. And then for the other one, I went with the upside pick and Ryan Ramchek. Uh, I'm going to put him as my right tackle. Uh, I like Darrell Williams. Uh, I like Ryan Ramchek. I think that, I think that maybe Darrell Williams was given a little bit more help than people want to admit last year. We'll see what he does this year in a contract season. I think he's a quality starter. But I'm going to go with the upside here with Ryan Ramchek. All right, it's time. Let's do this in terms of interior offensive line. Give me your entire uh, trio here because I cheated a little. I'll take honors on this, and I'll kick the JC and then to Kyle. Uh, but I went with two centers. I did this with another division. I think the NFC. Oh, North. no. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. did the same thing. Did you guys? Yeah. Weird. So I couldn't, I couldn't not have Alex Mack and Max Unger. Uh, those guys are just friggin' beasts. I think they came out in the same draft. And uh, Alex Mack, what he's meant to uh, the Falcons' offense – in terms of how smart he is up front. and Matt Ryan has really raved about Alex Mack and how having him up front has allowed him to focus on the secondary because he knows Mack's going to get all those uh, those line calls done. Love what Max Unger as well. And then for my other interior offensive line spot, give me Trey, Tuner, Trey Turner from the Panthers. That dude's an ass kicker, man. He's fun to watch on tape. And he, he, uh, he has that chippy, you know, that chippy demeanor about him where he just loves to bury people. So that's my interior trio. JC, you're up. All right, man. So for center, yeah, I'm taking Alex Mack. Um, I'm going Alex Mack at center. And then I'm going to do a, a little flip here. I'm going to take uh, the new Bucks center, Ryan Jensen, who's an absolute mauler, and move him to guard. I want that guy playing on my team all day, every day. He's he's nasty. He gets he gets in into it with everyone. He's already getting into fights with Gerald McCoy at practice. I love that. Um, and then uh, give me Ali Marpet, D3 Hobart. That's my boy. Uh, I, I think he's still developing. He, he's got tremendous potential, um, and he's just overall a great player. So I can appreciate all the players that you guys picked in that there's a lot of talent on the interior offensive line. But if, as I'm working my way through here, I'm definitely taking Alex Mack. That, that's the universal player. He's an extremely talented guy. You put him at center, you just check that box. You assume things are going to be fine. I'm also taking Trey Turner, who's a road grader on the interior. He's playing right guard for the Carolina Panthers. My last pick, I'm taking 
Larry Warford from New Orleans as well, okay. who was a former okay. first round or a, a former high pick for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Larry playing right guard right now for the Saints coming over from Detroit. I really like what he brings to the table, too. So you get a really physical trio from Larry Warford, Trey Turner, and Alex Mack on my personal interior offensive line. But I don't think any of the names that we gave Joe were bad options because this is one of those positions that uh, is just loaded with talent. Yeah, I was surprised I was the only one with uh, Max Unger. I will say that. Don't hate on any of the picks. So we're going to switch gears to the defensive side of the football. Joe, I'm going to give you the lead. I'm going to have JC follow, and then I will uh, go third on edge defenders. So we're looking for specifically pass rushers. Who are your two pass rushers out of this division, Joe? Yeah, it's an interesting group of of pass rushers, and I think that we could have some wide-ranging answers. But uh, my first one is going to be Cam Jordan from the Saints. I think he's one of the most dominant defensive ends in the NFL. And uh, hopefully Marcus Davenport can give them a true compliment to him this year because that's pretty much been the problem with Cam is just that there's been nobody else on the defensive line that's been productive. For my other one, give me Mario Addison from the Panthers. I mean, this guy's quietly racked up, you know, back-to-back really good seasons, nine-and-a-half sacks in 2016, 11 in 2017. He wins one-on-ones. His production on third downs is is amongst the best in the NFL when you talk about pressure and sacks. And so uh, I know Julius Peppers is, is a hell of a player, um, but uh, I'm going to go with some younger guys in Mario Addison and, as well as Cam Jordan. I'm going to follow Joe with Cam Jordan. Uh, he, he said what I needed to say. Outstanding player. I'm going to go with JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, as my other end. Um, I love JPP. I love what he brings to the table. Super athletic guy uh, from USF. You know, all the, you know, you see him do his backflips. He also had the horrific uh, fireworks accident. I still think he's a great player, and I'll take him all day on my edge. So my guys – uh, this this position group is kind of convoluted, right? Because Atlanta has a wild card here in Vic Beasley. And I don't know if you guys took Vic Beasley at linebackers or not, but Vic Beasley has been moved back to defensive end. So he started his career at defensive end. They moved him to Will, and now they put him back at, outside, or at defensive end. So I'm taking Cam Jordan. That's the universal guy. And I'm taking Vix Beasley as a pure speed rush player who has exciting upside and elite traits who I'm going to trust my personal draft evaluation. And you trust the flashes that he's had and his ability to play as a dominant player. JC, I'm going to let you take the lead here on the interior defensive line. I'll follow after you and Joe's going to bring up the rear. So JC, if you had to pick any two interior defenders for this NFC South, my ultimate team, who are your guys? All right, this can get a little hot. Not the first one. I think Grady Jarrett is an automatic pick. But I'm going to pass on K1 Short. I'm going to pass on Gerald McCoy. And I'm going to go with the rookie, Vita Vea. I think, I think the potential is outstanding. I think... Obviously, he's a run stuffer. He, the guy is huge. He's 350 pounds, or 345, 350 pounds, and he has pass rush, pass rush ability. Um, I want that guy. 
I believe in the potential, and I'll take a chance on him, and I'll have him, I'll have him on my line. Yeah, this was another position just like the interior offensive line that you had probably, uh, you have a two deep of talent that you could make a justification for making your selections with. JC, I'm going with Gerald McCoy as my three technique. Guy that plays penetration style of football. He's super athletic for his size. And my other interior guy is Kwan Short from the Carolina Panthers. You put that guy in a one technique and you let him eat blocks. You let him collapse the pocket. You let him you know, eat up double teams and, and allow those linebackers to flow free. Joe, I'm interested if you're going to side with either JC or myself or if you're going to blaze your own trail here because, as I said, there's no shortage of options on the interior offensive line. Uh, I, I am blazing my own trail, except for I'm picking one of uh, your uh, each of your tandems. Uh, give me Kawan Short. I think he's probably one of the best two or three interior pass rushers in the NFL, but he also gives you that ability to stop the run. He's consistent, started 16 games each of the last three seasons. I mean, he's... He's as underrated as and as dominant of an interior player as we have in the NFL. And then give me Grady Jarrett for the other spot. I mean, we saw what he he's able to do now that he's healthy, and, and he just makes splash plays and beats blocks, man. He's he's like, reminds me a lot of uh, what Jarrell Casey's been doing over there at uh, Tennessee, and I think that you know, he's 2.0 of that. And, and, and maybe neither one of those is a true you know plug. Maybe you probably get that a little bit more in Kawan Short, but I think both of those guys know how to get in the backfield, and I love that tandem. Sure. As as we said, no shortage of options on the interior defensive line. Uh, I'm going to take the lead here for linebackers, so we're going to do all three linebackers. Joe, I will kick to you, and JC, you're going to bring up the rear. So if I look at the linebacker talent here, there's a lot of athletic players on the second level in the NFC South. So I'm going to take Quan Alexander, who's a player that I personally missed on coming out of the draft. I had some some questions and concerns on his mental processing, and he has just been a stud for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So all I can do at this juncture is tip my hat to him and appreciate how good he is. I'm also going to take Luke Keekley, even with the medical concerns as far as uh, the, the concussions that he's kind of struggled with and uh, the durability is, is kind of up in the air, but Keekley He's such a good football player that I can't pass on him. And then I'm also going to take from the Atlanta Falcons, Deion Jones, who is fast to flow, superbly athletic, sideline to sideline speed. You get those three guys on your second level, and you have guys that can just cover a ton of ground. Joe, I'm interested to see what direction you're choosing to go with your linebacker group. Yeah, this was this was a, a challenge because I like you know me and my rangy linebackers that are yeah. also physical and I get them all here in this division. Uh, Luke Eakley, man, that dude's one of the best five defensive playmakers in the NFL. He's going to be my Mike. Uh, I, I need Deion Jones as my Will, a guy that's just going to be able to fly around. He's I mean he's probably the fastest backer in the NFL. He covers uh, as well. And then this was really difficult for me because. I really struggled between Quan Alexander and Levante David, and I'm really anxious to hear from JC a little bit more on this because you know, he's uh, obviously Bucks fan knows knows more about the team than we do. But I went with uh, Levante David over Quan Alexander, and the reason I did that 
is because I think Quan might be more of a Mike, and I have that in Luke Keekley, where I'm a little bit more comfortable playing Levante David as an outside backer. Uh, and he's a little, I mean, he's just got a few more years of experience. But man, the Bucks got a couple of good good backers in those two. But I went with uh, David uh, for the experience factor, and, and that I think he fits a little bit better outside than Quan. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go. You know, Luke Keekley is my Mike also. Um, for obvious reasons. Um, when I go Will, I'm going Levante David. I think Levante David is – this is a hot take. I think he's the best linebacker in football. Um, he is – no one talks about him because he's on the Bucks, And we're used to that down here in Tampa. I mean, we live in, we live in Florida. We just don't get talked about. Um, and then, you know, I'm going with Quan Alexander. And I, as I say that, I am looking to my right and looking at a signed Quan Alexander jersey on my wall. I believe in this guy. He is unreal. He's an unreal leader. He's the captain of the defense. First of all, he took that from Gerald McCoy um, when when he first got there. The way he works out in the off season, he never takes a day off. If you're on his Instagram Instagram story, you see this guy working relentlessly on every part of his game. Um, he unfortunately lost his little brother um, his rookie season and. Uh, the, he dedicated uh, – he played the next day, the day after the death of his brother, and played against the Falcons and actually chased down Julio Jones and stripped the ball from Julio, recovered the fumble, just played an absolutely inspirational game. That's my guy all day, every day. That's the captain of my defense all day, every day. I mean, Keekley's got the injuries. If you want, want me to choose between Keekley and Quan right now, if I was building a, a franchise, I would take Quan injury related, and that's that's my take on the linebackers. So we're going to move to the secondary here, Joe. You're going to take the lead on corners. JC's going to follow, and I'll bring up the rear. So Joe, uh, no shortage of options here as well. Some uh, some tough decisions to be made. Who is your pairing for a pair of corners from the NFC South? Yeah, we got to go with uh, the second best rookie corner in the NFL last year oh, in Marshawn in Marshawn Lattimore. Jeez. Look, I got to you know me, I got to get my digs in. But Marshawn Lattimore is obviously uh, going to be my uh, my top corner here from the NFC South. The other one was a challenge to pick that other guy. I settled on Desmond Trufant. He had some down moments last year where he gave up some stuff vertically, but uh, you know, by and large, I trust him in man coverage. He's physical. Uh, he's got some good zone awareness as well. Uh, so. Uh, for me, Lattimore, Trufant, my outside duo, uh, but that second one was tough. Am I going right now? Yes. Go Sorry ahead, about JC. that. You're good. Yeah, I'm, Marshawn Lattimore uh, out of the, the Ohio State. It's going to be my quarterback, cornerback one right here. Uh, he had an amazing rookie season. Um, just played great. He's a great man cover guy. And uh, this is hard for me with Desmond Trufant. Um I wanted to pick Desmond Trufant, and I actually have him written down as my guy, and I actually just changed my mind. I want to take Brent, Brent Grimes. That guy is a freak of nature. His vert is out of control. He's old. Yeah, he's 33, 34. The guy's still jumping out of the gym. Um, unbelievable stuff he does. His wife is very outspoken. I don't know if you guys are aware of Nico Grimes, but I, I almost feel like I would get in trouble if it was, this was heard by her and I didn't pick Brent as a Bucks fan. Brent Grimes is a great cornerback. I'll take him in all day. Well, JC, as a former, uh, as Brent bring, being a former Miami Dolphin, I am 
extremely aware of both the talents of Brent and the uh, extracurriculars that Miko brings to the table. Uh, I'm sorry to say I'm not going to agree with either one of you. Marshawn Lattimore is an obvious choice. I'm going James Bradbury as my second corner. Okay. It was a really hard choice between Grimes, Bradbury, and Desmond Trufant. But Bradbury is the guy that is super physical, and I want that in my corners. I want guys that will beat you up and get you off your spot, get you out of your landmarks in coverage. This is going to be a huge test year for Bradbury because he has a murderer's row of wide receivers, ones that he has to go against throughout the entire course of the season. But Bradbury, who has had a very strong debut throughout the course of his first few seasons in the NFL, I'm going to elect to go with him and his physicality, betting on what we've seen from him so far is who he really is. JC, I'm going to give you the floor here to lead off the safeties. I'll follow you, and Joe's going to bring up the rear before we close this podcast up. So we need a free safety and a strong safety from the NFC South. JC, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, I'm going strong safety, Keanu Neal. Um, I think that was an obvious choice for me out of University of Florida. Big hitter. That's my guy. And then this is kind of a hot take, but – not for me at all. I actually projected this um, to be the Bucks' second-round pick before the draft even started. Justin Evans out of Texas A&M. That is my guy. He may miss tackles, yes, but he has the clutch gene that Marcus Williams does not. And oh, he makes he makes big-time plays. Let me tell you, he, when he was playing UCLA against Josh Rosen in, uh, I believe it was double overtime, he uh, – intercepted Josh Rosen to end the game. This guy has that cold-blooded mentality you want in a safety to be a game-changer, and he is my game-changer. Is this a little NFC divisional playoff shade at Marcus Williams for missing that tackle on the sideline? Is that what this is? I have, right no, idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so I am going to go with Keanu Neal as well. But I am going to go with Marcus Williams, despite the fact that he missed the most elementary of all tackles along the sideline in the playoffs for the Viking or for the Saints against the Vikings. Uh, impressive rookie season, really blown away. This division, I think, this was one of the softer spots. The safety position, uh, I was left wanting more. There were a lot of positions where I had a hard time narrowing down to the number of slots where I was given. Safety was not one of them. I think Keanu Neal, great pick. You can make an argument for a number of other guys to be that second pick, but I don't necessarily think that's a testament to the talent that's here, more as it's missing top-tier talent. Joe, can I get your opinion on on this? Yeah, I was very underwhelmed uh, filtering through these safeties. Not going to consider anybody on the Panthers, for sure. Uh, and then uh, I think that Keanu Neal was the obvious choice, and so he'll, he's one of mine. He, that was universal across the board. Uh, and then I just wanted to kind of get a compliment to him, somebody that me, gives me some range over top, some man coverage ability, I can work as that center fielder. And I settled on Ricardo Allen. So I'm keeping it with both Atlanta Falcons uh, safeties. I just I think they complement each other well. It works well in Atlanta. And uh, Marcus Williams could not get that tackle out of my head. 
Uh, and then um, I just, I, you know, I, I've leaned veterans over young guys uh, throughout the course of our picks. And so I went with the veteran and Allen, who I think is a really important player to that Falcons defense. Well, there you have it. Uh, if you guys are listening along to Draft Dudes, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we would love to know who you think drafted the best My Ultimate Team from the NFC South. Joe is on Twitter. He is at the Joe Marino. Uh, JC, the big man himself, is on Twitter. He's at Cornell NFL Draft. I got that right, correct, JC? That's, that's correct. Okay, yeah, good. I'm just making sure. And I am at Grinding the Tape. So let us know who you think put together the best My Ultimate Team from the NFC South. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Make sure you're following along. Draft Dudes is not going anywhere. We know we're at a new place. We have a new home with the Draft Network. But this is a really exciting time, and we're really excited to say that the Draft Dudes podcast is going to be sustained through this transition. You guys don't have to worry about following anything new, anything like that. Just hit that subscribe button. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Leave us a review. You can do so on iTunes. Uh, we prefer the five-star kind, but uh, I digress. It is what it is. We'd like to thank you guys for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. We'll be back again a little later this week to break down another one of these divisions as we get near the end of this My Ultimate series. I'm Kyle Crabb signing off with Joe Marino and J.C. Cornell. Thank you so much for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. We'll catch up with you again soon. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Audible is making summer a little bit sweeter for Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can join for just $4.95 a month for your first three months and enjoy the stories you love outdoors. Use the Audible app and take Tom Clancy's line of sight to the pool or hit the beach with David Baldacci's Fallen. You'll get one credit a month good for any audiobook. Exchange any you don't like. Summer is the perfect time for this Prime member offer. Get it now at audible.com slash prime. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.